Hello and welcome to this episode of Say by the Belial, an atrocious Ultraman podcast, the show where we only have three minutes to talk about an episode of Ultraman. But today, we're not talking about Ultraman. What? I'm David. Oh, I'm Chris. And we are talking about Gridman. 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 <laughs> and the look on Andrew's face yeah, is like, he's like, uh, uh I get the wrong Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are discussing Ultra Q, the show as Mill Creek, the classic series that started it all. <laughs> and joining us is the one. Maybe the only, I don't know, maybe you have some doppelgangers. Uh, Andrew Roebuck. How are you, Andrew? Full variants. I am good. I am good. My uh, variants are not in charge at <laughs> all. So like, there's no, there's no reason to be afraid of my variants. They're all equally on different versions of this podcast. Is Jughead <laughs> a variant? Destroyed by the Belial. <laughs> we, we don't talk about Jughead the variants. Those Aww. ones are scary. <laughs> but how are you doing andrew i know we've kind of been talking and listening to farming simulator music for the past 20 minutes but mm. let the listeners hey, you know. know how you're doing I, you know i you know the listeners the listeners need to know that i'm doing completely fine i'm having whoa. an okay day i know whoa i don't mean to oversell how exciting my life is but it's solidly okay hey you know honestly unprecedented times are not that's good we like okay. <laughs> it's moderate Q. Like if, my, <laughs> if somebody was like following me around, nothing so, so ultra. So so Q. There's only about three or four people online. Moderate Q. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then remember back in the day when there was Netflix Qs when you oh actually had to gosh. order the discs. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You're old. I don't remember that. <laughs> you're old you remember 2006 (laughs) much older times i don't know if simpler is the word but i called i i i picked up something from the 90s the other day and i called it vintage and i could just feel like people around me like their their skin crawl from that Yeah, I kind of You just see them like age in front of you. Yeah, like, they just like Indiana Jones age in front of me. Like, <laughs> yeah. chosen I definitely yeah. had some shivers going up my back. Uh I won't say what puckered. But anyway. <laughs> Andrew, but do you aim for him? <laughs> Maybe. Aim for the pucker. <laughs> okay. Well, there's let's, the episode uh, title. Yeah, let's nip this in the the butt. In the pucker. Um, <laughs> So, Andrew, I requested you to be on the show for nothing other than you are a dear friend. And any excuse to have you on the show is a good one. But you also have dabbled in the world of podcasting, haven't you? Oh, yes, I have dabbled. I have, as they have said, dabbled. Yeah, you are the dabbler. (laughs) Oh, Dablish dabbler. Uh, That's what they call me if I was an Ultraman. Dabble McDabble face. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, tell us about your podcast. Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, I mean, I know you're a Canadian, so like, oh, shoot, I'm out. Oh, yeah. It radiates just exactly. Sorry, energy. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Very cordial. That's the one thing everyone says. Big sorry, energy. 
soul wing, big sorry energy. I'm just right now the you know, the listeners can't see, but I'm literally chugging milk out of a bag, uh, showering in maple syrup. I was gonna As say, you yeah, you see, sweat maple syrup. Sweating yeah. maple syrup. They think that Jughead's a cat, but it's a polar bear. Um, <laughs> you know, it's fine. They're Americans. They don't really know. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'm Andrew. I do podcasts, but I'm like the punk rock of podcasts in that I don't care if you listen. You're fine. You don't need to listen. I just like to hang out and talk with my friends and record it sometimes. Whoa. Okay, there's a little bit more to that. I do do insane amounts of research, but they're just for fun. They're fun. I read Your 20 Jaws books before doing something. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, like I, I, you know, I always like, I like to do podcasts and I do like a lot of work on it. Like, like I mentioned, like I did a King Kong episode and I read about like 20 books for that. But at the end of the day, it's like kind of like I'm teaching a class for fun, basically. Like I'm trying to find out as much information as I can and then people can listen or they can't listen. It doesn't really matter to me. And, you know, they can, they can hit me up if they want. And like, I leave my email and anyone emails me, like I've had some really good back and forth conversations in that regard, but like, I don't really pay attention to like download numbers or anything like that. I normally just go like, Hey, this is fun. It's an excuse for me to do research on things I love. And then like, kind of like talk about it. Well, you know how both of us famously listen to every podcast um, of the guests we have, right? Like, Oh, it's my, of, it's no, my of, thing of, that I listen of to every course. episode. You have, you have um, <laughs> subscribed to my Patreon, Mantras versus Men, for $5 yes. a month. Uh, $5 yeah. a month, thank you. Um, <laughs> you, plugged, <laughs> you plugged them for me. Um, but for all of our listeners who don't listen to every podcast guest that we have, um, have you said the name of your show? Oh, yeah, sorry. It's Triassic Park. That's the oh. name. That's because it's like, Is that it's based covering... on something? Yeah, you know, some like Jurassic thing. <laughs> like, you know, some dinosaur movie people love oh, interesting. about. But it's like Barney. I kind of cover like all dinosaur esque and special effects pictures before Jurassic Park kind of thing. Um, Did you for, ever cover Baby? Not yet. Do, not do, yet. Do, but do, I own do, it. Do, do, do. I own you it. do. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. I love that movie as a kid. It's interesting. It's interesting yeah. as an adult to, to, to oh, watch. I, I bet. I bet. <laughs> but the effects are really, really quite impressive in that yeah. movie. Like, yeah, there's just something about dinosaur movies. They're either really good or really bad, the effects, and they typically end up being pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's always interesting because, yeah, something about dinosaurs and there's something about dinosaurs and looking at it from like the history of film special effects, because Mm -hmm. like they show up like right near the beginning of big special effects pictures of like the lost world in the 1920s. And they go all the way up to what we have now. And like everywhere in between that, there's like really interesting milestones that you can kind of track with dinosaur mm-hmm. movies, which is like really kind of fascinating. Um, but they don't have, there's no ultras in any of this. So mm. uh, yeah, no, that's it. If you want to listen, you can listen. If not, you know, we're still friends. Do you count the Super Mario Brothers movie as a dinosaur movie? I, I mean, yes. Bowser's like a dinosaur. Oh yeah, he's definitely and a dinosaur. Yoshi. And Yoshi, classic, oh my god, he's actually movie, a dinosaur. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we could go with the obvious one first, but sure. Yeah. Truly, no, that one just whoosh. Um, that joke, I'm in that joke, I'm Mario jumping off of Yoshi, and then Yoshi's the obvious joke dying in the chasm. Yeah, and then Mario's <laughs> just giving him middle fingers. Yeah. yeah. So I know we could talk about Ultraman. What? And we will here in a minute. But it's important that we discuss what will be a month after the fact 
the new Spider-Man trailer. Hello, Peter. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Peter. Let's, let's was, give ourselves really, a minute to talk about it. Cause... It was really weird when Doc Ock showed up and he was like animatronic and he was like a little puppet and he was like a black spider and he was in he was in this big mansion and like, you know, he was like attacking all these people. And then he's just like, hello, Peter. And he's just like falling out of like, what are you doing? Like, and they're speaking Japanese. I'm like, I, this is very weird. Like, I know that there is Toei Spider-Man, but like. That was, would be amazing. Kind of Could you imagine? Oh. In all seriousness, what did you guys think? Because <laughs> I'm I, excited. I, I'm excited. I It seemed like it's still going to be Peter's story, which is what I was worried about. Spider-Man 3 is, like, invitation to overload this movie. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I, it I seems like what, Peter's I, story. And um, I'm really curious that they took one of Spider-Man's, like, least popular, like, most infamous storylines ever and decided, yeah, this is the one we're going to adapt. And yeah, um, it's, didn't uh, change it's the weird. parts that were unpopular, in fact. No. They what really they really didn't um well do, do you know about the one more day story is this with mephisto or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. so sells, after sells peter reveals his, his secret identity he has him rewrite history so he never did and everyone hated it like it's like everyone talks about one more day is the day spider-man like when jumped the jumped the baby shark <laughs> i i like that like you you talked about it like this is like <laughs> like the day the Spider-Man died. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like this big tragedy. Everyone like goes out to the cornfield where it was written. And they're just like, oh, poor spider He's never the same after this. Never the same. But, well, yeah, I forgot about that one. But, but I mean, you know, I'm the excited. devil's not there, so it's cool. I, I like irresponsible Doctor Strange. I yeah. mean, <laughs> All, all it, these memes about like Strange getting pissed at Loki and Wanda for messing with the multiverse, and then he's just like YOLO. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like hanging out. Yeah, you know it's funny because like there's part of me that like every like every time like a big event movie for Marvel comes out, I'm kind of like, all right, I think I'm done with this. Like I think I've seen. Like I think I'm okay. Like I think I'm good. I've stepped back. And then they they do do things that just keep bringing me back because I'm like I'm like oh. Me. I really like Loki. Okay, Loki's awesome. Oh, okay. And then, like, even before that, like, WandaVision was really cool. We don't really talk about Captain Falcon and John and Tom. Eric liked Cluckenbuck. Well, you know, Eric is a very educated man. I'm sure he has good reasons. I can't despair them here. I'm sure after $5 a month on their Patreon, you can hear all about it. (laughs) You can. They have an episode about it. (laughs) That's the Cluckenbuck tier. Right. Yeah. See, it's funny. We're talking about the Spider-Man trailer when um, I'm going to say this, like the trailers keep saying Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. It feels weird yeah. for me to say it that yeah. way. Um, yeah. But that's this that's this weekend. And they were talking that's about a trailer crazy. instead of a movie. <laughs> that's crazy. It's it's so because that is such a weird character, like a his, like historically Marvel character, because he was yeah. like. He was he was basically like a, a ripoff of Bruce Lee that they did because like they he's like right in that same era as like Iron Fist and like Power mm-hmm. Man and like they were like tacking like really specific tropes at that yeah. t- time period and it's so interesting to see him like come into like the wider like now he's like a big deal in the Marvel universe we're like for most of like reading Marvel like he doesn't come up too much so I'm kind of excited yeah. to see how he's like incorporated into the wider. 
and I just killed the conversation. Hello, Peter. Well, like, goodbye, Peter. This conversation's dead. (laughs) All right. Are we ready to discuss some Ultra Q? Yeah. I suppose so. All right. So So for the people who Who? aren't aware of what Ultra Q is, I'm not going to read this description because it's really long, but it's a good show. So if you haven't watched it yet... (laughs) Check the description. Great, great description. It's Check a good the description show. It's a good in show. our podcast. And you can watch it for free. Because ain't nobody got money these days unless you're already rich. And we're going to eat mm-hmm. you. So, <laughs> Andrew, if you can go ahead and start us off with episode number one. Whoa. Episode one. Whoa. Defeat Gomez. Do you guys hear that one? Yes. Yes, I, I will do. be right back. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Is it baby? All right. Let's talk about Ultra Q. Cue it up. Episode one Defeat Gomez. Near Mount Konpo, tunnel excavation work on the third sector of the new Tokai Super Expressway project unearths a huge cavern from which a large, strange stone is recovered. One worker claims to have seen a huge monster in the darkness, leading a young scholar to recall an ancient text kept in a local shrine. The legend tells of Gomez, a tusked bipedal beast with fearsome claws, that just sounds like a tongue twister, and a phoenix-like bird, Litra, which defends the order of nature against the other. When Yuriko and June become trapped in the cave, they discover that this legend is not mythical when a rhythmic beating emanates from the strange stone, revealing Gomez. Although it doesn't, doesn't the strange stone re- reveal Litra? Like that's that's what the stone is. The stone is the egg for Litra. This is like the first one. Like that's the, what are you doing, Bill? Let Creek? me do the timer, Andrew. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> What's the deal with Bill Creek's descriptions? It well, was a Gomez. <laughs> it's so funny because like up till that point, it's not a bad description. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, it's this is such an interesting episode to start us out with because yeah, I really enjoy it, but you don't actually get much of the central characters, which is just fascinating because it really does feel like a more disconnected um, first episode from like a main character standpoint. I really do wonder what it'd be like to watch like day one of premiere for this. Like, I mean, literally back in the ancient past, like. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't. What is the show about? Like, it's entertaining, um, but I, I just love it. It's such you would never see a pilot like this today. Um, no, and you no, don't. You don't like, expect that the next episode has nothing to do with this. Like, it's loosely right? connected by characters, um, even more loose than most Ultramans are, which is saying a lot. But um, I, I'm just. I would love to feel what the experience of was watching episode one and then two next week. And being like, what am I, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly, 
even at that point, I can't imagine anyone doing anything similar. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what's so awesome about it is it's just there's no chasing the coattails of anything else. I mean, yes, it's trying to be like Twilight Zone, but like it's it is its own show that wears its um, influences on its sleeve without feeling derivative. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a very good that's a very good description. And like, well, you thank know, you. <laughs> don't make good jokes you're taking up time okay, can we okay. can we comment like i i don't know if you watched most of these on the blu-ray or not the streaming quality is not as good but i don't know if it's the transfers or what but this show the quality of the blu-ray at least is so much better than anything else in this era that mill creek has released it's so mm-hmm. sharp it's so good i just I love it. I can't I, I can't watch this show on streaming. It's just mm-hmm. looks that much worse. Right. It's it's interesting because I know that for what Mill Creeks does, it's basically like they just put whatever transfers they have. Mm-hmm. So usually what got transferred first was like the most popular show. So I don't know where Ultra Q itself stands in like the Japanese consciousness if this got remastered a little bit later. But also I think just like black and white looks so good with Tokusatsu. Mm-hmm. Like it I does. think it, even the little things that you would normally say, like, oh, like, oh, this effect didn't stand up. Like, they're all hidden because the everything's so yeah. good. And also, it was really cool that it was Godzilla and Rodan. Perhaps that were redone. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I was about Perfect. to say, I was like, so how did we feel about the episode? <laughs> we don't know. We'll never know. That's, yeah, that's kind of I the uh, the the cost of having an introductory episode like that. No, that's okay. All right. Goro and Goro, episode two. In the Amagi Mountains, zoologists investigate the appearance of a colossal monkey reported to be jovially swinging from ropeway cables near a hot springs resort. The trail leads to the Wild Monkey Research Institute, which is where I think you'd start. The WMRI. Um, yeah, where a mute custodian, Goro, had befriended and fed a spider monkey from a store of aoba walnuts at the facility. Unbeknownst to Goro, they were preserved with aoba potion, an experimental hormone supplement, which causes thyroid imbalance and gigantism in high doses. Big Goro comes to the city to look for his missing friend, and a plan is put into motion. You're 19 and you can't even watch over things was the quote that stood out to me here. And it's like, well, let me tell you something about today's 19 year olds. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> like, mm-hmm. At this point, they're like, you're 19. You should have been like done 12 wars and you should be on your second host by now. Yeah. What is wrong with you? <laughs> You've only been married twice. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the first thing that strikes me with this episode is I think this version of the Kong suit looks so much better than it did in King Kong versus Godzilla. It's like the little things that they did to this. Like they gave like a little bit of like lips to it. They gave a little tail. It's in black and white. So like, it's not as like miserably shabby because like, (laughs) I love King Kong versus Godzilla, but it looks like a shag carpet. It was thrown on a man in Mm -hmm. that movie. Especially watching it on HBO max instead of in the theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. You can see every, fiber of the shag yeah. rug it's yeah. really it was really kind of disgraceful <laughs> how do you guys episode. feel about an episode of a tokusatsu show or consider this in the context of the genre where 
we don't have tanks or superheroes trying to defeat the monsters. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. It's so refreshing because like mm-hmm. they solve this with like just being like one of the things that I love about it being journalists that are in charge of this show is that like, I mean, again, of course, like there's I'm not trying to diss the uh you know, the the science patrol. I'm just saying, like, it's fun that, like, there's, like, journalists who are, like, normal people who mm-hmm. are, like, maybe we don't need to kill this thing. Maybe there's a solution. And, like, the, it's, like, information. They use information to, like, mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of, like, destroy. And I thought that was really good. Because, I mean, it really is interesting because, like, not every episode is is solved with violence. And I think that's mm-hmm. really refreshing. Yeah. You can really start to see some of the threads. And I know this wasn't created to be proto-Ultraman, but you see some of the threads that are carried through the franchise of yeah. this nonviolence all the time. It's not always about killing. Yeah. Um, Nobody which, told Goro though. He thought he was dead. Like that yeah, was really, oh, that's yeah. the way that episode has. Like, yeah. oh, you could have just told them. You could have just told some them. Some of these do get kind of like, kind of dark, but not in like mm-hmm. a grim dark way. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not a, uh, the suicide squad. Oh, yeah, you see eBay here. Yeah. yeah is one of those do. people. Like, yeah. Who shows up and I was like, Hey, and, and also, we see him later like, too in another yeah, episode. You see a lot of like of that like original Science Patrol crew mm-hmm. kind of like hanging about. I was like, that's kind of fun. Well, I mm-hmm. mean, even uh, you know Yuriko's boss, you know Yoshibumi Tajima, he was a regular in the Godzilla movie. So that's it's fun to really see some of these veterans come back in all these shows. But this one really gets a lot. Episode three. The Gift from Space While investigating an undersea volcanic eruption by air, June and Yuriko witnessed the splashdown of an unmanned Mars exploration probe, a MEP. Recovered by the Space Development Agency, SDA, they find strange images taken with the probe's onboard camera, as well as two golden spheres left inside the capsule. They conclude that the capsule was returned by intelligent beings on Mars and joke that the spheres are a gift. After a thief breaks into their safe and steals the spheres, like, they're so specific in that word. However, <laughs> he accidentally unleashes Namagon, a monster from beyond Earth. Um, can I just say... Go. Yep. Well, just like I do, I do talk about not liking lizards. Like when every mm-hmm. when every kaiju's a lizard in some of the Ultra series, something about a giant snail is funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I know I'm it's a slug. I, I'm it's, it's a contradictory. Slug. I contain multitudes at me next time, but this one was funny. Like running in fear from a snail. I mean, I know he's big, <laughs> but still. <laughs> I just love the eyes. Like he shoots like weird lasers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like it's is... like weird waves, and it just like his his eyes are like floppy, and he's just like mm-hmm. firing everywhere. <laughs> this is a this is a cute episode. I thought this. Was cute. Yeah, yeah. I so what's funny is I've seen this episode a few times, and I'm sitting there at the end when you see the egg around Yuriko's neck, and I'm like. I know the episode ends with the monster being revealed and they don't defeat it, which is unique, mm-hmm. but I wish they would have just ended it with it zooming in on the necklace and it becoming bigger. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would have yeah. just ended like that. But- Although I do like one of the final lines is get the salt water ready. Get, get some salt water ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
This is one of the episodes that was like, that is still like the English dub of this still exists. And it was like, there's like a colorized version of this. So like I've seen it in this version and the Mm. English version. So it's it's interesting because all of this stuff was dubbed, but it's like most of it is lost. Yeah, that'd be interesting to watch. I like that this show, it's not established that there are aliens and monsters everywhere. So Mm -hmm. like, that's rarely, if ever, the first guess is that, oh, it must be aliens. Yeah. Right? Like, it just makes this so much more refreshing, which again, yes, I understand this is the first series, but science fiction, I mean, in this genre that that was established, like, in, in those movies, it's common assumption. So seeing that is just refreshing because you actually have to have them working through what's going on. They have to analyze. They have to research. Mm-hmm. They're looking at clues. And I'm like, it's just so much fun because I love the trio. They have such a great dynamic that yes, you just yes. you don't get that when you have a science patrol or you know whatever team with six, seven, eight people. When it's just well, and also great. like yeah, and also like the science patrol is like more formal. Like they have mm-hmm. a lot like because they're in like formal attire and they're mm-hmm. like speaking to each other formally. And like the back and forth between all the characters is really fun in this because it is kind of informal. Yeah. It's just kind of like you know bantering like like it's almost like a podcast. Put some mics yeah. on these guys. Be a great podcast. And they're flirty too. I love yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's not cool. annoying. It's like they genuinely like have yep concern Good for each other. They like each other. Yeah. 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 You're up, Andrew. Oh, sorry. I thought I had for seven. I thought the like boo 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 boo. I've got it mixed up. <clears throat> Anyways. <clears throat> Episode 4, Mammoth Flower. Enormous, thorny tendrils break through the streets of Tokyo's business district, while others break through sub-basements to feed off those caught in their grass. The plant pushes up into the offices of Manchi Shimpo News and eventually through the roof, where its poisonous flower blooms. Professor Ichotani... Professor Ichotani... My God, Inshotani <laughs> hypothesizes that this primordial plant, Juron, what an interesting name, has revived due to man-made changes to the environment, but argues with P- Professor Genida, Ichotani wants to destroy the monster while his colleague wants to study it. Of course, uh, we all know why you brought me on this episode is because when we were when we did our Kaiju Apostle episode on Gamera Two, uh, this episode was a big influence. <laughs> Wait, we never did that. Wait, I you know. canceled? Yeah, I know. Hey, just because we never got to the space women doesn't mean we don't love them. <laughs> we did get to the <laughs> you, space. You were women so now. mean to the space women on that show. You were very you were. mean to that. <laughs> I, I I do I do disavow that episode now. Everything <laughs> after Gamera One is space women in my mind. Um, yeah, there's nothing else in our, in our um, heart. In our heart, Dracula plant, hundred percent. I love Dracula plant. Although it doesn't like it's 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 pissed as a Dracula plant, but it doesn't kill anyone, which is nice. Again, I don't want death everywhere, but you know that guy has like thorns in his side, and he gets off fine. He's like, yeah, it's getting mm-hmm. squeezed. It's fine. Yeah, I love when it's like it's poisonous pollen, and I'm just thinking. To anyone who has allergies, it's all poisonous. So what's the uh, difference this time? Yeah. I yeah. just there's something terrifying about a giant plant monster. Like 
it's alive, but it seems lifeless. So I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there and I'm like, nope, kill it. I, I no sympathy, <laughs> compassion. You can't reason with it. Kill it. And that's certainly one of the strengths of the show is that it doesn't like the fact that they're not aliens. Like, it's a little funny that yeah. they say, oh, it's a thyroid supplement, which makes him a big monkey. <laughs> but because um, my great aunt has thyroid supplements and I don't think she's grown at all. Um, but I do love that these oh, are Grandma like, Goro. Yeah, well, I, I just love the concept that these are like very real like things like the horror comes from things that we know becoming big. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's yeah. like, let's take a really typical aspect of society, literally blow it up in a different sense than we usually use the term, and then say, what what does this produce? What happens when this is bigger? Mm-hmm. I feel um, like if this was an Ultraman episode, the plant would have like a face or something, and like they would probably make a perfect personality where it'd be like, oh, it's me. I'm the plant monster. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> oh, that's how it's we all talk. Chloride, Octophil, and, you know, that's a little... I'm not trying to be a bother. I'm just trying to photosynthesize. (laughs) 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 Oh, my. That's amazing. Uh, this episode is fun. I really like the miniature work in this episode. Oh, it's like, so, it, good. Yeah, so good. So good. Side note, as I'm watching this episode, I'm just thinking, like, trapped in a building with my lover. <laughs> oh, seven minutes of flower like, heaven. Yeah. I mean, Ipe, he's he's the ladies' man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Episode five. Peg- Pegula is here. June travels by ship to investigate the mysterious disappearance of his old chum, Nomura, a member of the Japanese Antarctic Winter Party. Uh, Nomura's cryptic last message, Peguela is here, beckoning June to Antarctica. Team leader Amada and June eventually find the body of Nomura under a sheet of ice, guarded by his faithful dog, Saburo, who survived by eating native moss. The team discovers that the moss Saburo subsisted on is enriched with Pegwomen H, a substance that is poisonous. I God, that sounded so weird. Is that how poisonous penguin? Pegwom. <laughs> Pegwom. Um, as the monster approaches their outpost, a rocket loaded with a Pegwomen H is used to drive back the monster, though it flees to fight another day. I just feel like Pegum H is something you'd get like advertised if you're like watching Jeopardy. Like it'd be like, yeah. and this is brought to you by Pegum H. And the side well, effects are like, hot summer. Make sure to get some Pegum H to cure that <laughs> swamp butt. Oh, ew. <laughs> side effects being, <laughs> oh, side effects are freezing to death. I you won't have. I totally crush. yes. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs> our our uh, I, crotchety talk, yeah. <laughs> I totally missed the fact where like June was an old friend that he like went there for because like for the entire episode I'm like he's like acting like he's a journalist. And I I'm don't like, buddy, think he is though. Like that's what I don't understand. Like if he was friends with him, he would have known who that girl was that they're gonna get married. So mm-hmm. like, right, okay, I think, yeah. I think the description's just wrong. Cause he, cause he seemed to go there like a journalist, and I was really confused because I'm like, bro, you drive planes, like you're a pilot. Where, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Not a like, I don't, 
he he talks about i don't know if it's this episode or another one it's like they have more than one job they got to pay the bills so they're always doing random stuff because right that's fair yeah that's fair uh, that's pretty like if you're just doing like side jobs though like to go to antarctica like hey yeah, I gotta make some money. Frick. I gotta make some money. I'm gonna go I'm gonna lift have someone a big to tip on this Uber Uber <laughs> helicopter. Yeah. I did Uber love this fleets. episode. Though. Uber fleets. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this episode is really good, and I loved all the like snow. I like. I'm a sucker for snow. I'm a Canadian. What do you? Yeah, say? I was gonna say yeah. that kind of comes with the territory. Literally, um, um, was the movie The Thing based on this? Yeah, I thought that too. Like, no, because like the dog is there, and like That's all what I'm saying, the, there's like, a dog, there's snow. Yeah, there's a dog, there's, a there's snow outside. There's a creature. There's That's a, literally just the plot of the thing. Snow, dog, creature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the whole it, thing. So I can only don't, guess. You, don't you recall in the thing where like the thing that looks like a giant waldorf with wings show up? And it's like, man, Peggy will make gives you wings and just like flies away. <laughs> I this isn't my favorite episode. Um, because it's more serious in tone. I like my Ultra Q silly, but I do like that they cover their bases and how the dog survives. Because I'm sitting there, literally live, like processing this out as I'm watching it. Like, how could the dog survive for three years? I was like, not Pegula and the food. I'm like, oh, the moss. Like, as I'm typing it, I'm like, okay, it doesn't make sense, but like, they still have reasons for it. I'm like, yeah. okay. Okay. I'm just like well, it's, we it's would a have had dog. a content warning if something happened to the dog. <laughs> yeah, we would have. It was powered by being a good boy. It was good boy Yeah, hey, years eating moss. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's a living. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> episode six. Grow up, little turtle. <laughs> this episode features Taro a schoolboy known for his tall tales. His newest claim, that the special feeding regimen for his pet turtle will cause it to grow big enough for Taro to ride on and take him to a castle under the sea. After being removed from class, he witnesses a bank robbery, but the school faculty doesn't believe him. Looking for his errant turtle, he stumbles <laughs> across the robbers who kidnap him until Taro's turtle grows enormous and scares him into surrendering to the police. Climbing bareback, Taro rides Gameron to the legendary castle under the sea, where Otohumi, a princess, chides him for being a compulsive liar. Hey, Chris, do you have any thoughts on this one? Uh, not off the cuff, but I have prepared a written statement. <laughs> no, I love this episode. It's so bad. <sighs> crazy. Sorry. Bat poop crazy. <laughs> Um, Pegulum like, Pegulum H crazy. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to edit that one. Um, but I love it because it's so weird. Like, how does how does how does minute one turn into what happens at minute twenty two? But when you think about it, like it's maybe not logical, but you see the way the episode moves. There is like there is a logic to it. The boy needs mm -hmm. to learn a lesson. And to do it, he needs to go to the undersea kingdom and get chided by a princess. But I just love yeah. it because it's such a... I had mentioned this in the last episode, I think. Like, this boy who cried wolf is such a toku, like, staple. Mm -hmm. And this is just the funniest way to deal with that. It is. <laughs> because by the end of the episode, you still don't know what actually happened. Right. <laughs> That's very true. You might be like <laughs> us, the viewers. Yeah. Yeah. 
You might be. You might be. It reminded me a lot of Godzilla's Revenge, like a lot mm-hmm. of Godzilla's Revenge in the way it's done. I have like a, I had like a bit more of a serious reaction to this, like because so this is gonna be. A, I don't mean to bring it down. Anymore, oh, bring those it turtles! Down. Those turtles were not having a good time, especially no, they at the weren't. end of this. Those turtles, they're they're just throwing turtles, turtles on strings, <laughs> turtles going down like they and like again, like I I was watching that. I like for me, it took me back to my own childhood where I was uh-huh. like. Oh, like there are moments when like because you're young and you don't understand fully about like life and like Uh. the importance of it and like being gentle and like the permanence of life, like the impermanence Mm. of life kind of thing. And like I'm really good with animals now, but like back when I was a kid, like there was like all these like I used to like catch bugs and make them fight kind of thing. Like I used to take grasshoppers and throw them in the outside AC unit. Just oh, my God. Well, of course, like, because yeah, you don't really understand what you're doing. And no. then, like, and then I eventually I got pets that, like, you know, were good. You like, can't throw an AC. <laughs> it's like, it's harder. Yeah. Yeah. Cats and dogs were always good because they're like family pets and like everything was there. But like I, when I was in my teens, I got like lizards. Mm-hmm. And like when I think back on it, I was like, I didn't pay enough attention to those lizards. Like, because, again, one of the things that like I always find very fascinating is like, Probably don't teach your kids responsibility with a living thing that could die, yeah, right? Like, like there's I think, something I think else that, we can do. Yeah, I think that's one of the things. You know, yeah, go on. Tia pets, like I don't, I don't care. I just like yeah, because like I think about my own life when I was like in my teens, and I like feel really bad about it now. But then I also had to be like, you grow. It's about where you are, not where you've been. But it did, it did have like a a visceral reaction to me where I like, I had a moment where I was like, Oh, all these emotions are coming up about these. And I was like, I was just turtles going down slides. Andrew, like you're getting so emotional. about it. Is that a third cat? Uh, yeah. Amen. <laughs> so really quick in watching this, I did not recognize that E-Day was one of the robbers until I heard him do his whole like, I'm like, oh, I recognize that voice. I was like, that's bad looking facial hair E-Day. Okay. Okay. That's me now. Ultra Mandrew. Ultra Mandrew. Moderate Mandrew. Okay. Episode seven. S-O-S-O freaking Loomis, bad kitty. That's the episode <laughs> description. No. <laughs> episode 7, SOS Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji threatens to erupt after hundreds of years of <laughs> dormancy. 250. Ac- they repeat that multiple <laughs> yes. times. Multiple times, but not in this description. Not in the description, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ipe accompanies Yuriko on an assignment to investigate the danger, but is stymied by the local constable when the local constable fails to get citizens to take the danger seriously. Increased volcanic activity causes a huge boulder to be expelled from the bottom of Lake Yoshino. But the stone proves to be not a mere rock, but a living monster, Gorgos. Is it a little timely to be watching an episode about a public crisis that leaders and citizens aren't taking seriously? Uh, yeah because don't you remember like covid was solved by tarzan tarzan just like showed up and was like yeah and then covid's over now yeah he just jumped onto covid's back and ripped out his heart and (laughs) yeah 
so insane. In this episode, because I was like watching it, and I was like, how are these gonna like get together? And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I'm gonna stop it. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, they oh, look man. more awkward with the haircut at the end. <laughs> so I have a comment that's okay. very important to make. Amen. So Takero goes missing when he's chasing butterflies. I only fall and cut my knee open on a broken beer bottle when I chase butterflies. <laughs> I have a six-inch scar on my knee from when I was five years old oh. Oh chasing butterflies, and I fell and cut my knee open. I should have been drinking. Oh, no. <laughs> At five, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All I know is don't go chasing butterflies. <laughs> no. No. It's... This episode's really jarring for me, though. Like, I don't mind roars being reused from these other monsters. <laughs> oh, but yeah. having a single monster using the roar from Godzilla and King Kong, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, did they literally just lift, like, noises from King Kong versus Godzilla in 1982? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It bothered I, me. It was, it was wild. Like, this one, I, like, it was so funny because, like, I watched this right after the Turtle episode. So, like, I'm still, like, reeling from all my turtle feelings. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, kind of paying attention to this time. Kind of, like, it's, like, going in and out. Like, because I'm just, like, crazy stuff is happening. But, oh, my God, remember that one frog? And it's just, like, go, go. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. That is funny about the roars, though. I did kind of think, I'm like, oh, this one's got an accent sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like umlaut above the keys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like when you've got a friend who just says one or two words, like with their accent, but the rest of the time, oh, oh, you just said, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Why? Okay. Why did this guy spend his life in the forest? Like that's what I don't understand. Like the dude, so, kids gets lost, but like, why didn't you try to go home? Also, like, do you know what forest that technically is? Because like. It's they're by Mount Fuji. That has to be a Akigohara, which yeah, is like a I very like thought. dangerous forest. I don't know back. I don't know when it became the quote unquote like, suicide forest. Yeah, because like, like, but I don't know when that happened. It's not a fun place. No, I had the same thought. A lot of personal rock moments. Episode eight: The Terror of the Sweet Honey. So they called honey me in high do. school. Terror. Uh, scientists have begun to conduct research involving the enlargement of bees used to produce honey jelly on a super royal jelly, one million times more potent than normal. If consumed in a concentrated form, this nutritional agent poses a serious side effect. Gigantism. <laughs> Again, a researcher at the station returns one day to find that someone has broken into his greenhouse and destroyed his larvae. The perpetrator, a jealous rival, takes the remnants of the insects and allows his mold to feed on them. Turning gigantic, this beast Mongula threatens to wreak havoc on the surrounding area. You kind of beat me to the punch, Chris, but I have a question for you. Hmm. Why are you so terrifying? <laughs> Were you going to say you kind of beat me to the punch? Oh, that's that's really good. That's Thank really you. good. They do uh, not establish that this guy owns this mole. No. What is that? That is yeah, not true. It, that is not does. true at all. The mole gets not. through because the, the, it's broken the into. Like, it's, Maybe he trained it. 
it's so weird. It's just like, oh yeah, this is my pet bull, Mongula. You can't kill him. It has to be me. But it wasn't like I had nothing to do with it. That is my pet mole, but like I didn't do anything. Like I definitely didn't break it. Yeah, yeah. That description is uh, full of crap. I'm really curious what like more. Well, so notice that the air quotes did not end in the description. Um, So there's an unclosed (laughs) quote. But um, I'm always like, what's more potent about this honey? What is honey supposed to do to me that needs its potency increased? Honey, on. Yeah, just be thankful it wasn't a big B episode. Otherwise, I might have turned it off. I thought like I thought they were like going for it though, like because I'm like, oh, they like bring it out. They're like, look at this big bee. It's got. Oh my god, this bee is so big. How much honey? do you think is there and then somebody in the writer's room is like not the bees not the bees so they, <laughs> they like the switch it the, <laughs> they switch it to the mole because it's like no, no one hates a mole let's do that mm-hmm. and then they except the mafia <laughs> did anyone notice uh, how evil professor each time uh, yeah you're screwing me up andrew uh, the professor looked like when you see the mole crawling into the volcanic layer, like he's just oh, laughing. He's so, he's so giddy. Even Ipe so... is just grinning and rubbing his hands together like Patrick <laughs> at me. Hard. And I'm like, oh my word, what is happening to these beloved people? Like, I, yeah, I do think though, like, I think there are some like interesting ideas to talk about in this episode, in that, mm-hmm. like, I do think that, like, the, the, the ins- essential, like, underlying things like talking about jealousy and like how it destroys friendships and how it like causes you to like do things you normally wouldn't do and like how it can be really toxic especially in like working relationships and like Mm -hmm. you know if you measure all of your self-worth on others you will uh, constantly feel unfulfilled kind of stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting just seeing the contrast between the people who are doing the scientific research and how divorced they are from the everyday people who like suffer from what they're doing. Right. Right. Like this whole thing would have been easily resolved if Itami wouldn't have sabotaged, you know, Shin Hayata's work. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just seeing the way that like the head of the construction or the research, you know, he gives this like very blase apology and just walks off. Like they don't even know what to say because they're so far removed from like, the everyday life that they're affecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it really screws up all the crops and stuff like that, which I thought was really mm-hmm. interesting. Sorry. I didn't mean to talk afterwards. You're forgiven. Just creating some buzz. <laughs> buzz, buzz. <laughs> I all know lots of aviation. I hope whatever, should not like, be able to fly. I, st- I hope whatever Chris swears, you just input buzz, buzz. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Please. I'll do that. I'll do that. That's me. Bees? No, <laughs> beads. <laughs> oh, we miss it. Oh, All right. Episode oh, nine Baron Spider. June, Ipe, Yuriko, and their friends, who don't get names, become lost <laughs> in a thick fog driving back from a party near the coast in need of shelter for the night and conveniently forgetting of a story that would help them avoid this mansion, (laughs) they stumble across this abandoned mansion standing in the middle of the swamplands. This reminds June of an old story, I guess I kind of jumped the gun there, concerning a baron obsessed with spiders who went mad when his betrothed daughter went missing in the swamp after being bit by a poisonous tarantula. Wow. According to legend, she and her father were transformed into giant arachnids. Legend? 
The truth, as the group learns, when a pair of massive spiders attack them. (laughs) What? (laughs) I read that sentence earlier, like in my head. And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I knew they were wrong. Yeah. Hello, Ipe. Yes. (laughs) This uh, episode was perfect. I love this episode. Yes, it's... uh, (laughs) The end of the episode when it's like, if you ever meet a spider at night in your yard, please leave it be. And I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know about the brown recluses in my house. Mm-hmm. Stop judging. I will kill them. No, no, you can't do it or else giant spideys show up. Also, I totally missed the part that that was the Baron and his daughter. Now that makes it even more sad because like the whole time, like it was just normal spiders. And I'm like. Those poor little baby spiders. They're just hungry. And he's just like stabbing them. And I'm like, oh, yeah. the poor babies. And then the end is like he runs over half of the spider. And the spider's like, I'm here. I'm still okay. And I'm like, yeah, I had a stroke. Like, it feels like that. Like, <laughs> that's how it feels. I just feel like that, that, that a spider is not a joke, who got ran over. That's very vivid description of a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> that is That was not for humor, by the way. I did actually have a stroke, so. Just, just if someone's like, this guy's being insensitive. Like, uh, I'm not in my life. I'm being insensitive. I'm the only one with a Twitter account to tweet at, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll get all the hate. You'll, you'll be, oh, man. I, uh, this was the, the actress who plays um, the, she's also Princess Salno from Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. This is actually one of her last acting roles. Oh, really? She just oh. quit. Acting. Oh yeah, she turned a into a spider. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. After you get Hard the web, although you become a spider, <laughs> just hang it out. Yeah. I I love that Ipe grabs the ocarina. I'm sitting there like, what would have made this my favorite episode is if he would have been playing and going. <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been amazing. <laughs> I I saw it. It was actually like. Oh, you! All your problems are solved. I've seen. I've played Legend of Zelda. Yeah, no, all your problems are solved. Stop when you play the Sun Song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. Was, I, it was. It's. Yeah. It's so like this is one of the things like really fun horror episodes. Like I yep. think this is like a perfect Halloween episode. Yep. Like if you're having a Halloween party, you just want to put in something that like. It's and they not all want to read. Gory. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. You just want to watch Baron Trump Spider. Yep. Oh, oh my no! Gosh. What no, did you so do big. to my love of this episode? You destroyed it! You Just have to, I am the spider. spiders, Andrew. Uh, I, am, no. I am the spider, and you just stabbed me. You just threw that knife in, you stabbed me, and then my enjoyment for the episode just leaks out. Um, oh. But yes, um, this was a beautiful episode. Perfect. Um, Kill them I all, spiders. The, Kill them. I like when the spider walks across the water, just like Jesus. <laughs> You said that so fast, we had plenty of time to say it. I know. <laughs> I get really concerned. Uh. Buzz, buzz. Was uh. that was that insensitive? I don't know. Doesn't matter. You can't offend me. Oh my gosh. Episode. I can make one more joke. Three strokes. I'm out. Episode 10, the Underground Super Express goes west.
What a what a title. <laughs> Set to cover the inaugural run of the advanced Tokyo Osaka Nagasaki Super Express train, Hiroko smuggles Ipe along as her photographer. Unfortunately, instead of camera equipment, Ipe grabs the wrong case from the office. Inside is a special comes compression unit containing an artificial life form, M1, that was to be transported to an Osaka lab. The case was is The case is placed in a special safe in the engine car, but a news photographer's flash causes the sentient creature to expand, accidentally damaging the train's control systems. Wah, wah, wah. Truly nothing worse than trying to grab your camera equipment and instead bringing a sentient creature to work instead. I think Chew. we can all relate to that. I, um, the end of this, ep- I should, I laughed super hard at the end of this episode because it's so extra. Like there's like the, like the end is episode. There's like an explosion. You're like, okay, I'm sure the kid is fine. Like it's just an explosion. And then it just like goes, and now we go into a flower plant. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, oh, it's a 70s Godzilla movie all of a sudden. Like everything's exploding. Like it's like, oh no. Yeah. This would have been like the best last episode for the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I... that kid's not coming down. Like we need, what's going to happen to that kid? He's going to be shining the shoes in space aliens. Like. That would be amazing if it's like, you know, like Return of Ultraman or something. They like have a space alien that shows up and he's like the leader. And he's like shutting yeah. all their little shoes. It's uh I love that we get to see the two people in a trench coat <laughs> trench coat trope, but like yes. not in a cartoon context. Yes. Like it's so good. Because <laughs> we all want to so, do it. I know. I know. And Chris, I feel like uh you can relate to the kid, which by the way, is that the same kid from the original Ultraman? Because I'm not trying to Google oh. search things. So I'm like, mm. Weasel reminded me of him, but I don't know if it's the same. Oh, sure. But when Perhaps. he's like, I was born with a bad mouth. I was like, boy, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was like super cute. Like the back and forth between her. Yeah. We haven't really talked about, I think, the central like trio of characters but one of the things i like most about the show is that like yuriko is whip smart she's always doing stuff and -hmm. like she's always on top she's almost the smartest character in the room half the time Mm -hmm. like other than when there's like a scientist or something but like she's really uh always on top of things and it was was really refreshing because it's just like cool to see and like it wasn't i'm not saying i was a feminist movement i'm just saying it's like really nice it's just like see the character it's really cool yeah that was a note I had on a previous episode that we didn't get to. I don't remember which one it was. But yeah, it's just this idea that like it's setting the tone that women don't have to just like be in the background, which is kind of unfortunate with some of the Ultraman series is you do see the women just kind of being relegated to handling mm-hmm. like the the radios and stuff. Or the kids. Right? right. Like she's very clearly smart and determined which is awesome. And granted, I mean, even still with Ultraman, like those characters were still very streets ahead compared to what other women were in the media. Right. But still like Yuriko is just top notch. Also M1 didn't dance with anyone. I thought from Ultraman Z that he would dance with people, but he didn't. I'm so mad. That's what I thought. I had the same thought. I was like, it's the dancing one. It's the dancing one. Start dancing. What are you doing? Uh, Oh, man. Oh, dancing. 
All right. So in case we don't have any new patrons, which that's not a subtle dig, just a reminder. Subscribe for $5 do, a month. It's only three, Chris. Well, you can do I'm five. Greedy. But we do have a Patreon where we are taking money and donating it to the Ultraman Foundation charity. We are actually getting ready to do the first wire transfer. So the money is leaving the United States to Japan. On um, the Super Expressway. Yeah. yeah. So really excited about that. We have a great group of patrons that we're very, very thankful for. So if you do feel inclined to partner with us, you do get early access to the episodes. We chat every once in a while on there. But really, you're just three bucks a month to help kids in need. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Because I don't have a brain, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the first thing we donated on the Patreon. The first <laughs> subscriber got David's brain. I wasn't doing much with it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Any thoughts before we go into our awards? I I love Ultra Q. Like it's it see it feels like such a different series, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It. It's one of those things where when people are like, well, what's your favorite Ultra series? I can't lump it in with the others because there's right. just so drastically so different. different. Mm-hmm. But it definitely is like one of those shows where if I leaf through the booklet here, I don't think there's a single episode that like I don't enjoy. Now, I don't love every single one of them, but I enjoy all of them. Um. So you asked if we any, have any thoughts. SpaghettiOs is still alphabet soup. It just has one letter. Um, but thoughts on the show is that um, I wa- this was the, actually the second one that I watched after Ultraman Z. And um, I enjoyed it. I actually wouldn't mind if Ultra Q, like, I think we're going to do, can I spoil this, Neo Ultra Q next? Next year. Yeah. Next year. Okay. Um, so good. I wouldn't have minded if Ultra Q had kind of stayed on its own little trajectory as well. Mm -hmm. Like if there's an Ultraman and then maybe a concurrent Ultra Q thing going on. Yeah. I mean, there's so many letters in the alphabet. Like, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Ultra Q Z. (laughs) Yeah. Once you do the whole alphabet twice, you're Ultra Q Q. (laughs) (laughs) Ultra Q Q Q squared. Ultra Q squared. Double the Q. No, I'm right there with you. I mean, I personally would love to see more shows like this than Ultraman. I enjoy Ultraman, but I just enjoy this show so much. And even with like Neo Ultra Q, it's a different dynamic with the team, but it's still really good. Um, I mean, Laundry Day is still, I think, like top three episodes of all time, anything Ultraman related. Um, Yeah, it's just it's just unique. And I, I really, really hope Mill Creek somehow releases some of the other Ultraman, uh, Ultra Q shows, like whatever, Dark Fantasy or whatever. Um, it'd be nice to get those legally, but not count on it. So, wink, wink. I think one of the things that's also nice is I really, for me, I find a lot of like joy in the way that sci-fi of this era is portrayed like mm-hmm. i think from like all around and it just like really fits in well with what i like because like i love og star trek which is right in this and i and for me it's like i really connect to the way that they tackle ideas and topics in the original star trek series and not much in the other stuff 
like it doesn't it doesn't work as well for me um so i don't know what it is about this era because like you know twilight zone and then in britain like i i really love the the doctor who of this era um as as the one with the fart monsters (laughs) dr q um i always did kind of think that like ultraman and um doctor who had like a really good like we're kind of like almost sister shows but um yeah i really i really find a lot of enjoyment for how ideas are tackled Mm -hmm. in this era of storytelling and i i'm not sure why i mean like i think of course there's like an inherent bias towards this area because i like i grew up on old godzilla films so like there's always like a comfort i think in this but like they do also tackle big ideas in very interesting ways in a yeah. lot of mm-hmm. these series. It's not just explosions, missiles, rockets, guns. Right. Yeah. Because like through all eras of the world, like the sixties was a huge era for just social and societal and like everything was changing in the sixties. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see how that was impacted in like sci-fi of that era as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really good Tokyo Lives episode called Godzilla in the long 60s that goes into some of that stuff and how it affected uh, Godzilla films. It's actually pretty cool. We no longer talk to Rob. <laughs> oh, no. Rob got after, canceled. After, so that confession, after you are on our show, we never talk to you again. So we listen to your shows. Oh, I, whoa. Okay, okay, look. Okay, David. I have been holding this back for our entire friendship, but I got to say it. How are you so cool looking? Look at that's, me. That's not look at look at me and Chris. My graces. Look We're at me and Chris. Talking to you after this. Look at me and Chris. Like we, we could be brothers. Look, we could be brothers. We could be the same. He could be M one. I could be M two. Like that could be that could that's how it is. But you, David, of all the kaiju fans, like there are like five of us that are good looking. And like <laughs> you yeah. said, us. Yeah. So you're still like like <laughs> <laughs> the group of kaiju fans. Oh, so you're, you think you're really good looking. <laughs> I was like, definitely I mean, not I wasn't. He's yeah. fishing and he's like, well, you know, I'm insanely hot, so I can judge. <laughs> Every take I have is a hot take because I'm a hot person, okay? Oh, boy. Let's, wow, let's that, get on that, the that joke just this awakens that joke something just in failed. me. It's better not awaken something. Andrew, who earned your most beautiful kaiju award? I couldn't say the giant spideys because they didn't have names. I can't. I can't give the most beautiful kaiju to giant arachnids. Okay, Baron and Baroness Spider. He was not married to his daughter. I hope so she was like <laughs> the Baron and Spider. Yeah, the episode description I mean, really does make it sound like they're. Yeah. I, no, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know how spiders. Is there spider incest? I don't know. <laughs> incest, don't Google insects, it. Don't Google they it. Are sound the like because for a reason. Insect incest. That sounds like a weird band name. Okay, who got your award? Uh, Pegula. Pegula got my. Okay, because he's very okay. peedy. He's very derpy. His eyes. I love him. What about you, Chris? Well, you'd think you'd know who it is, but it's actually Gomez. I loved, like, I loved, like, the way that the first episode, like, chooses just some, like, kind of creative-looking kaiju, but Mm -hmm. um, just love the fur. Um, Cracks me up. But the fur. um, You beat me to it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Kaiju with the fur. (laughs) 
What about you, David? M1. He's the best. I love M1. Yeah. I actually, what's funny is his episode in Z, I mean, it's fun. I really like how they integrate him in another show, which I'm not going to mention because I don't want to spoil it for Chris, but that arc is very... But it's an Ultraman. That episode's really good. So, Chris, oh. who gets your Monster Graveyard Award? Because this one, this show's going to be hard, I think, to do this because we don't really get a whole lot of monsters dying. Yeah, so it's hard because, you know, like you said, we don't get a lot of deaths, but I had to go for Baron and his daughter wife, giant arachnids, <laughs> as the takedown. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about you, Andrew? Uh, holy has to be Gorgos, the giant rock monster who Tarzan just takes out his heart and throws him away. Just like Mariah Carey told me about last Christmas. Yeah, I went with the spiders too. Just the one that gets run over though. I'm like, <laughs> just, just laying there flopping. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. So good. Uh, how in the heck did he get away with that? I ended up going with the dog who survived for three years by eating moss. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. literally, how in the heck did you get away with that? You don't think there's many kibbles in those mosses. Mm-hmm. I guess I was still thinking like transformation. So I was like, how did they turn to spiders? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, oh. that's a good idea. That's I mean, good idea. I was just like, I maybe I like live too much by the letter here, but... Um, the one time the or- you do every other episode, <laughs> you're like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of like, I said, screw the rules. I have money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the secret origin story of the Toei Spider-Man. Um, these same spiders are the same one that go into him, go into that show. I, I really, I really do hope they're just like a hello, Peter. And it's just like a <laughs> floppy, like a marionette. <laughs> Hello, um, Peter, don't run away. <laughs> I know I look goofy, but I'm threatening. It's okay. My eight arms means I love you more. <laughs> Just oh spitting, spitting webs at him. Mine for this one. Um, poop com- webs, technically? Uh, yes, technically, they go poop, poop, poop. Uh, I thought the sound they make. Really? More than one zoologist in this episode. <laughs> um. Yeah, mine was like, how did that dude get get away with getting the Arctic research base assignment in the Pegula episode? Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, what are you doing here? Like the entire point of like, like. They established that, like, you know, Yuriko normally goes on the expeditions mm-hmm. with, like, the, the monkey episode, right? So I was like, did he just draw straws and, like, he got the worst straw? Or, like, did he make the <laughs> make the editor mad or something? And the editor was like, you're going to Antarctica. Get out of They conveniently glossed over that. Yeah. This is, you know, when the New York Times Spider-Man. asks you to pay for every article and turn off your ad blocker? <laughs> It's because they gotta send their journalists all the way to Antarctica. <laughs> uh, which no, is just a good reminder. Why why even read the New York Times? So pay, it's like, <laughs> pay, pay journalists so they can visit their chums in Antarctica. <laughs> and it just like cuts to like the journalist like, don't, don't pay, please, yeah. please. I don't want to like, like, please turn on your ad blocker. <laughs> I like spending time with my family. Please yeah. don't send me to Antarctica again. I'm not looking to freeze to death. <laughs> oh, man. 
Andrew, who gets your uh, aim for its butthole award? Oh yes, 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 yes. Uh, mine, I I thought that this was more cute than it is like deliberately hilarious. Um, but I thought it was like really funny when like in the spider episode, bear on spider episode, where he goes, "Is Mister Ghost on vacation?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> like I thought it's like a creepy place. Like it's Mister Ghost on vacation. Like it sounds like something you'd say in, like an eighty stand up. Like yeah. So I was going along and I went to this old house that my grandma used to own, and she was like, "I'm like, what's the deal with this? Is the ghost on vacation or something? What?" <laughs> Was that if Gilbert Gottfried did Seinfeld? Kermit the Frog as Jerry Seinfeld. They really ran out of green kaiju. (laughs) They really ran out of ideas for the Muppets in like the late nineties. So they're like, yeah, okay, this is the one where the Muppets do nothing. And you know. What's up with swamp food? (laughs) What's the deal with Miss Piggy? What's the deal with rainbows and what are their connections? What about you, Chris? Oh, man. He's just dying. Uh, um, yeah, I wanted to pick pretty much anything from the Taro one. But um, mm-hmm. I just love, I mean, it's not a translation thing. Remember when I said I live by the rules? Um, yeah. The whole scene in the truck when they're um, when the kid's like trying to convince him to stay, I love that scene. Um, I don't have the exact lines, but... I just crack that whole episode just cracks me up. It's so good. Yeah. I had to go with Ipe from uh, Terror of the Sweet Honey. And it makes sense, but it doesn't. He blew himself up with a mole. Like, he blew himself up alongside the mole, or yeah. he blew himself up by using the mole. It was his pet, okay? So he had like a big dynamic interaction with him and he's like, look, Mr. Mole, we had went to all of this trouble. I'm sorry you got big. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I have to kill you now. He means dynamic in the explosive sense. Yeah. The Greek sense. I d- I will sorry, say, D.A. Carson. I will say I had a couple runner-ups, though. Um, tell me his features. A turtle. He'll have a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Or the beginning of uh, the Pegula one, he's like, uh, the the doctor or whatever. She's like, your arm's bleeding. Thanks. <laughs> like, Thanks. what? <laughs> I've, I've never told anyone that. Yeah. Thanks. You've never thanked anyone? No, never in my life. <laughs> okay, so Chris and Andrew, what is your favorite episode of this batch at the same time, ask. we have to say we have to say this at the same time. We have to say the our titles at the same time. Okay, okay? wait, All I right. need to make sure so, I know it exactly. Okay. Okay. So three, two, one. Larry Spider. Express goes west. Oh my gosh! We all did <laughs> the same one. Weird. <laughs> I didn't mean. Oh. I didn't mean to yell. I don't know why. I like freaked out. Am I like I just went down twenty decibel louder? Bad <laughs> Spider! And like everyone like, what? And one of my apartment is like, what is he? He's watching the spiders again. He's talking See, to the spiders again. Is he this having is another what, stroke? This is my new aim for its butthole award. Because in English, I said, grow up, little turtle. And the translation that happened between the screens made it sound like you two said other ones. Yeah, so I think no, something was lost in translation weird, right? there. It's weird. Literally. It's weird how things are translated. Yeah. All translation and, um, is um, interpretation. <laughs> It's violence. It's violence. 
Yeah. Y'all are nerds. So um, if you listen to this, uh, I'm sorry, we're not going to elaborate. You just have to. <laughs> you just have to go <laughs> no, back and listen to rewind. You have to listen three times and pick out one of our distinct voices from that. Yeah. And also the screaming. My answer might surprise you. <laughs> All right, you ready, Father Chris? I am ready. Wait a minute, we're not actually. Oh my god, that's no. hilarious! That's no, so not. funny. I thought like I was like doing a bit of a. Yeah, we're not gonna explain it. Huh? Wouldn't no, that be hilarious? No, 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 we're not doing that. No, we don't need to. We've already discussed the episodes. <laughs> so. We've seen an episode in this cycle where a young man learns the importance of lying or of telling the truth because he lies too much. Um, and no one believes him because he's like lying all the time, right? And even though he bears the name of the best ultra, he is Taro, whom Kid Taro is named after. Um, he learns why it's important not to lie because no one believes him. And to not lie anymore, the Kame which is probably etymologically related to kami, the Japanese word for God, takes him under the water where he meets someone who like swings back and forth to teach him a lesson, just like we who are liars by nature have to die, symbolically go under the water with God, Jesus himself, who goes before us into death to teach us that lying is bad. So Jesus, is just like uh, this princess. Jesus like swings on the right hand of God to intercede for us to stop us from lying. And um, just like the turtle, he helps us ascend back into the classroom where we continue to learn from him and um, spend the rest of our life with our kami kame. Amen. And Jesus turns us into grandpas. Well, that too. Yeah. Um. The Ancient of Days has a gray beard, just like Grandpa, and we are made into the image of the Ancient of Days. <laughs> oh, Grandpa Goro. Grandpa Goro. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Always. Gigi. As always. All right, Andrew, if you wouldn't mind letting the peeps know <laughs> what we are discussing next time. Oh, uh, yes. I, I, You know, they had to give me in on this because I'm cool. I know how to talk to the peeps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not this really cool, hip. Uh, on the streets person next episode we are talking about and we being the other two people not uh, are talking about <laughs> episode 11 just like he grouped himself <laughs> in with a hot kaiju fans he's now yeah, exactly. i'm just trying to sneak my way, <laughs> just yeah, like his mean, way into every single <laughs> me and my co-host for this new <laughs> podcast that i'm a part of <laughs> i mean <laughs> would be the worst idea i've heard today <laughs> You've heard some bad ideas. I'm sorry about your day. Um, episode 11, Balunga, to episode 19, Challenge from the Year 2020. And let me tell you. Frank. That was a joke. about that one. It's just crying. Like, it's, it's just three <laughs> just minutes. Cry for, we just cry for three minutes straight. Thanks, Subaraya. <laughs> Were you raising oh. your hand because he had something you wanted to say, Chris? No, I was just, I was doing, you couldn't see my finger, but I was like putting the finger up because he was right. He's putting the finger up at me because I am right. Yeah, I didn't say which one. Viewers at home can fill it in with their imagination. It's because I'm Canadian. Technically, we're kind of still British, so he put his pinky up. Oh. So, Andrew, (laughs) we do appreciate you jumping on for the show. I am sorry that we had to cancel your appearance on the Kaiju Apostle podcast. 
Oh, no, it's fine. We, you know, we really made it up when we talked for an hour before this uh, to really get to know each other um, like all the other guests did, right? That that wasn't too controversial to get removed. <laughs> you're you're still, we're still never talking to you again. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, bud. I guess uh, you guys won't hear my takes. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I had a blast. Thank you so much. Um, I know. It was an honor for you to be here. It was an honor for you to be here. I know you hate Twitter. I've helped with that. But if people want to find you on the socials, where can they find you? Talk about your podcast, where they can find that. And maybe a piece of parting wisdom you would like to share. Sure. For my socials, just look at any cat. Look at any cat that you know. Look into cot. its eyes. Cot. See, it's okay. It will tell you where to find me. That's all. That's that. That's the best you're getting for uh, socials. <laughs> but my podcast can be found on most major podcasting platforms, and I don't know half their names, so that means they're official. Uh, and that's Triassic Park. If you're interested, I'll make sure to put a plug in. Only there. on the social, or only on the streams he doesn't know about. No. <laughs> Those like Russian podcasting applications hello, hello yeah. this is triasic park best podcast there's like that seven download buttons and you don't know which one is which <laughs> this what one's a podcast <laughs> and then this one's a virus have fun <laughs> and in what fact pleasant that's amazing I love the amazing dig that Chris just did like, I love both the delayed reaction there's like a good, I know like, it's like seconds. Well, Look, I just, I know I have to process the insults because I'm like, no one would dare insult me. Of course not. Uh, God, this is the only one I haven't drank during, and I feel like I lost it more during than normal. I know. I know. Five dollars a month on Monsters vs. Men Patreon to do that one time I was on the Monsters vs. Men. See, now if I ever need a sub, Andrew's got me. We look the same. That'd be great. Monsters vs. Patreon If you if you want, yeah, just be talking about like. So I listened to Monsters vs. Men. Cats and really, really insightful things. Alex was there. <laughs> Suck it, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Alex. All right, thanks you. for tuning in. Saved by the Bell Hill is a proud partner of the Tokusatsu Network, the premier news website for all things Tokusatsu related. Uh, that is your piece of wisdom, is that Eric had things to say and Alex was pregnant. <laughs> I'm sorry, I totally forgot the wisdom. That's no, that's no, me. you're good. You're good. I'm I'm kidding. So if you want to go back and share something, you're the first person I've asked this. So that's what I nice. give you. The the only piece of wisdom I would be is uh, not ironically, be nice to animals. You see, just they're just hanging out. They're just living. Just be nice. They're just vibing. Yeah, they're yeah. just vibing. If you got a chance to help them, you should help them. Except for brown recluse spiders. Oh yeah, Kill sorry, not the on not the spiders. site. It's on site with them. <laughs> yeah, don't be like hanging out with venomous snakes. It's the, like don't be like go to the hospital and be like Andrew told me to be nice to this black widow, <laughs> so I was and I got bit. Snake handlers and spider handlers. Oh, the Pentecostals have just unfollowed. <laughs> are, they, are they using poisonous snakes? Because that's probably a bad idea. 
thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so tired. Uh, I'm about to die. I'm about to have a stroke. Okay. Um, I, in all seriousness, I'm so glad that you're okay. That was a very scary thing to have to watch via Twitter. Last yeah. Year. Listen, okay is like, I'm still very much in the recovery phase. Like after this, like this is like all my energy for the day. And then after this, I'm totally fine. Yeah. That's very yeah. fair. I'll hear from you in two weeks. <laughs> hey, same. Hibernating status. Okay, cool. Intro. Sorry, outro. Thank you for tuning in. Saved by the Belial is a proud partner of the Tokusatsu Network, the premier news website for all things Tokusatsu related. They did not pay us to say that. If you're enjoying our show, we humbly ask that you would chant our name, or my name, not Chris's, over at Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts and leave a five-star review. More important than the reviews, actually nothing. Five-star reviews, that's all we care about. It's uh, what we live for. It, it is what we live for. And $5 a month, Monsters vs. Men. Uh, so, it really, though, talk to us. We don't have... By the time this comes out, yeah, Twitter will be deleted, so you can't yeah. add us anymore. Yeah. But if you want to at Chris, it's Chris Worms. Don't forget. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were just throwing Andrew under the bus. No, no, no. no. You have to no, go to a cat to you. get mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do like a, a scavenger hunt to find your <laughs> Twitter profile. I'll come up with something. Uh, but yeah, we're we're done. Until next time, Chris. May <laughs> uh, Sevenger watch over you. Windham empower you. And Gameron bring you joy. <laughs> Oh man, it's 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 sleep time. <laughs> it's sleep time. You have the coolest outro music. Got him. Got him. Oh, that was a great. Really Hold on, let's just a... redo this for Andrew. Uh-oh. It's a lot of cats to remove. That's hilarious. <laughs> right? It's just they keep coming. It like just keeps coming. 20 it's cats later. Cat. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was hoping to do it like sneakily while you were doing that. And it's like, get out. So I could just look. They just kept now. And then we said, no, we should stop and wait. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Is it bad that I didn't? I mean, no. I mean, that's completely fine. <laughs> I have, like, I, I like, edit. Like, I, I do, like, a lot of, like, freelance podcast editing. So, uh-huh. like, I pick up on, like, little things so quickly because I'm, like, there's a weird sound in the background. Enhance, yeah. enhance. What is that sound? What it's is like that CSI. Sound? You're like enhance, enhance. <laughs> oh, there's the killer. <laughs> oh, we got special guest number two. Aww. Oh, look at her. Oh my gosh, that's a little baby girl, Jasper. So the reason she was screaming is because every night before she goes, to, like my wife puts her to sleep, she always comes into the office with me and hangs out. But Aww. so she was upset that she couldn't come in. Oh, <laughs> we'll have our five guests tonight. I love it. All right. Yeah. I don't really want to record the episode while she's in here. No, of course not. We just hang yeah. out. That's fine. We'll just hang out. Just, 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 just hang out. Oh, oh, and that you say hi. Cool.
Oh my gosh, she really is like Jasper in a wig. I know. <laughs> so cute. <gasps> I can't tell if she looks like upset or just tired. She's she's tired. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? What is happening? Can you say thank you? Oh my say, god, she really is just such a blend of you two, too. Say mama. You say dada. You just don't want to do anything, do you? <laughs> on, I'm gonna put the put the headphones in her ears. If... Hello. Hello. <laughs> Alright, did you like you look a little surprised? Oh no. Oh no. She's like, who are these people? <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Tell us your favorite bedtime story. Yeah, what's your favorite bedtime story? <laughs> she don't want to tell us a bedtime story. And that's no. how babies are made. Oh, crap. <laughs> she's like, who do you hang out with? <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, gosh, I just heard that comment you made. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like looking like, Dad, you need better friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It reminds me of my favorite. Um, have either of you seen the Teen Titans Go, the cartoon movie? I have not, oh, but I want oh, to. Oh, I have. I have. Oh, okay, then I don't want to say Sorry. it. But the last joke in the movie, um, it's kind of on the lines of the baby-making comment, absolutely just killed me. <laughs> but I'll let you experience it, David. <laughs> Thank, you. Oh, Thank you. That was a really sweet moment, just letting someone experience something. From right, right. I like this ultra QSM QASMR. Near Mount Cone Code. Tunnel excavation. That look she's giving you right now. It's like I'm reading beat poetry. Near Mount Copo. Tunnel excavation work. On the third sector of the new Toka Super Expressway project. Guru and Guru. <laughs> I'm so glad no one stopped recording. <laughs> nah, man, we let it roll. Oh, Jughead. I, I just hope you don't edit this entire thing. Oh my thing gosh, there's the a bottom. second one. <laughs> what? Well, there are, there's quite a few cats. Oh, I thought you were talking about baby. I was like, no, they're better now. <laughs> <laughs> there's like two, all of a sudden, like two, two extra babies just like yeah. show up. Jasper comes in like the BBC reporter. Oh, yeah. I would yeet him right out of here. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, um, I don't remember. Dang it. Oh, I got the those two books we're talking about, Chris, for oh, yeah? his birthday. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. And then I've got a couple copies of every moment holy coming into i don't know if you've ever looked at that one uh, i have i have friends humble brag <laughs> um i have friends who like did that like just constantly referenced it mm. yeah like it's, um it's really good like the book was actually like showing wear and tear yeah so it's awesome yeah i, I really like this moment like this is just like a nice like chill yeah. moment yeah like, you should like, this should be the bonus episode. Like the this calm is just before like, the storm. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out. <laughs> oh, With the baby. Yeah, you're welcome, baby. 
Man, she's so she's so into her hands. <laughs> yeah, she just just sits here. Like normally, I'm watching something, whether it's Bad Batch or uh, Ultraman. I mm-hmm. love Bad Batch. I had so much fun with that. I am so <coughs> pleasantly surprised. Like I just kept putting it off, and I'm like, I like this. Why do I like this? Omega. I think for me, it's just Omega. Every time they say Omega. 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 I eventually, I I say Bad Batch is a fantastic show. Or Bad Batch is a fine show with like eight great episodes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's That's totally fair. I think even the ones that maybe weren't as strong, I think I just really grew attached to just hanging out with the characters. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it was kind of one of those shows where I'm just like, mm-hmm. I just want to see what they're up to this week. They don't need to do anything. They can just hang out. They can hang yeah. out with Sid and just, you know, play cards. <laughs> like, I'm down with that. Like, I don't need any action. Just chill. Yeah, but then most of the episodes were like 20 minutes of action and five minutes mm-hmm. of story. Yeah. you. Yeah, you're definitely. Right, hold on. Yep. Oh. Is it yeah, for me? Let's, let's have it. Say bye. She doesn't want to go. Do you see that look she gave us? Yeah, she's like, I don't want to go. I was podcasting. She's, she's warmed up to us. She's basically like, I'm a star now. You can't take me away. This is oh, my man. podcast now. I said we just leave this all in and see how long it takes people to tune out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm definitely editing this. I'll, I'll save some of it for after the episode. But Perfect. Um, before we get back in, though, I just got to the first half of the Ryloth episode. So yeah. Hauser's awesome. I love seeing a non-compliant clone. That was cool. Yeah, I, I love, love little, what they've done with the... Finnick. Yeah, that was really interesting. And then I'm always down for more Cad Bane. So the the Ryloth one was easily like the best of the season. So yeah, yeah. it's been really good so far. Well, yeah, I just I like the show, but yeah, only if you. I wouldn't know because he never texts me back. So <laughs> oh no, yeah. it's coming! It's coming! Oh, I forgot. I need to turn my mouse back when on. When David sends texts to his friend Chris, he doesn't always get a response. <laughs> now, when he needs it most, Chris has entered the unbalance zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> That's always like super. I always like find that like that wasn't funny. Like this is the pinprick on how unfunny that was. <laughs> I like every time someone uses a laugh track, I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, ouch. Big Bang Theory just, you know, definitely. (laughs) Big Bang Theory called. They want me as a joke writer. Yeah, I get it. Amen. Amen. I'll make demeans. 